This episode of She Explores is brought to you by Hoka One One. Hoka One One produces premium performance footwear and apparel for athletes of all types. Born in the mountains, Hoka shoes were first distinguished by their oversized midsoles. Today, they are designed with the same enhanced cushioning, inherent stability, and problem-solving inspiration to meet the running, walking, fitness, and outdoor needs of a wide variety of users. With a bold and unexpected approach, and with a commitment to amplify all voices by telling human stories, like that of Hoka Global Athlete Ambassador Patty Gonia, Hoka empowers athletes of all levels to feel like they can fly. To learn more, visit hokaoneone.com or visit at hokaoneone on Instagram. That's H-O-K-A-O-N-E-O-N-E dot com and follow Hoka O-N-E-O-N-E on Instagram. It's time to fly. I'm Gail Straub and you're listening to She Explores. The first time I saw Patagonia in person, she looked at the reel in a 100% recycled white dress that showed off her legs and shoulders. It was late January 2019, and she strode through Outdoor Retailer, the biannual industry trade show, in heels that add another six inches to her over six-foot frame. Patty can come across as larger than life in her namesake social media platform. In person, striding through the halls of an industry that is often stuck in its ways, Patty was indeed real, showing up in the flesh as if to say, change is here, it's been here, don't look away. Patty is a drag queen who embraces that change, as well as creativity and working together to further community in the outdoors. Out of drag, Patty's creator is Wynn Wiley, a cis white man who uses he, him, his pronouns. But as Wynn explains, it's not all about him or even Patty. One of the most like unexpected things about Patty and about what we've created so far is that like it really is a team effort behind the scenes. It is this unbelievable crew of women that I get to build this with that have really stepped up to the plate in beautiful, different, and super authentic ways throughout the year in this journey with Patty to come into this to like add their superpower to the mix too. Patagonia was born when Wynn brought a pair of platform heels on a backpacking trip back in October 2018. He started the Instagram handle and followers delighted at the novel sight of a drag performance in the outdoors. But Wynn is quick to acknowledge that what he's doing isn't new. It's not like I'm saying that like I am the first person to do this. I am literally standing on the heels of the greats here. I also can and only do drag because it's been integrated into pop culture and accepted on the heels of literally so many people of color, specifically in the queer community, who pioneered drag over the last freaking hundred years. So I'm only able to like encounter being a queer person and a queer person that does drag because it's already accepted as much as it is nowadays too. So that's been a huge thing for me to realize as well. So, But I would love to see more queer people do drag in the outdoors. And there probably are a lot more people than I even think. It's just about finding those people, I feel like in authentic ways in my life. Wynn's alluding to the history of ballroom culture and Black and Latinx LGBTQ communities, which shaped what drag looks like in mainstream culture today. I met up with Wynn and his teammate Dana Turnblom in New York City at the end of 2019 to do part of this interview. A couple of lifetimes ago, really. 
In today's episode, we get to meet the Patagonia team, talk about growth and creativity, contemplate femininity, and dream a bit about what's possible in the outdoors. As you listen, I invite you to reflect on the teams in your own lives, the ways in which reaching out and working together has helped you fulfill a collective vision. Sometimes it feels like you have to do things all on your own, but I found that the most rewarding projects take shape when shared. And this team is proof of that. Okay, let's meet the team. We laugh about it, like how randomly we were thrown into each other's lives, but how it also just makes so much sense. We're always like joking about our Enneagram numbers because we're all so different, but it kind of makes sense when you look at them, how we all fit in and have these different roles. I feel like you're either an Enneagram person or you're not. And I kind of love that this whole team is an Enneagram (laughs) team. Dana walked me through the team of four describing their own Enneagram personalities. I am definitely more of like the helper and the the two. (laughs) And when is the three the achiever and just the complete dreamer and brain explosion of ideas. Jenny is very, she is a five, so a little bit more analytical and logical and is constantly trying to puzzle piece things and how they work together and she has the most incredible logistic brain it blows my mind (laughs) and then we have Katie that is a seven so she's very like phone motivated and like hey guys look over here let's go do something fun let's party also with that so creative and just like can dream up the world and know that we can make it happen If Dana, Jenny, Katie, and Wynn are points on an Enneagram star, Patty is the energy that holds them together. I talked with each of them about how they got involved with the team, and there's a kind of openness to trying new things that accompanies each of their stories. Jenny Dugan, the logistics genius, is the mom of two teenage sons and was looking for some change. Me working with them has really kind of came about because I was on a little bit of a journey, you know, I would think it was probably maybe almost two years ago now that I just felt like I was in a little bit of a rut with family and raising children and with my job. And I was just looking for something new to do. So I kind of came up with this mantra that I was going to just be a lot more conscientious with what I was saying yes and no to. And that I would try a lot harder to, you know, say yes to things I might have said no to out of fear or because I didn't think I had time because of all these other responsibilities in my life, Um, you know, and start saying no to things that I was just doing out of obligation. So that was really what led to that first decision to even go on the first shoot. And so it kind of is just, you know, one yes has kind of led to another meeting them and going on these shoots and helping out has really kind of propelled that whole process of my journey forward of just being a more conscientious about what I do with my time. Um, I think in terms of the outdoors, I mean, I grew up doing a lot of outdoor things. You know, my family was the family that was always off, you know, camping and hiking and bringing other people camping and hiking. And I've tried to play that same role in our little community. You know, it's myself with my kids, you know, taking their friends you know, hiking and to the beach and exploring and things like that. 
Um, so I've always had that drive with me to get outside. But I've definitely, it's definitely opened my eyes to the fact that not everybody feels like I do. Not everybody grew up with their parents taking them hiking. And I knew that to an extent because, you know, some of my friends and some of my kids' friends have never been on a hike or camping without me. But just beyond that, it's really opened up, you know, other reasons why maybe people didn't get outside. You know, maybe it wasn't just because of family history or family experience. Maybe they just don't feel comfortable there because they're a person of color or they're queer and that they just don't feel like it's a safe space for them. So those are the kind of things that I hadn't really thought too much about historically and has definitely opened my eyes, you know, working with the Patty team. So for you, has working with the Patty team made you think about femininity in the outdoors or gender in a way that you might not have thought about otherwise? You know, it really has. And it's interesting because I consider myself to be a very athletic person, and it's rare that you'll find me in heels or a dress or with makeup on or with my hair out of a ponytail. And that's just kind of me. And sometimes I kind of think of heels and makeup and a purse as like a little bit of a, I don't know, it sounds funny, but almost like a little bit of an oppression. Like, well, I don't want to do that and nobody can make me do that. And so it was really interesting because I remember sending, I remember sending Wynn a text like a month after that first shoot and saying, I went to a party and I got dressed up and put on makeup and heels and I had my hair down. Nobody could believe it. And it was actually really fun. It was just funny for myself to even go, oh, I should try that once in a while. That looks like fun. And it kind of goes back to what Wynn says or, you know, even what RuPaul says about, you know, everybody, you know, you're born. And then from there, it's just drag. It's all drag. So what is your drag? And it's not like I'm wearing makeup or heels or a dress on a regular basis, but it's fun once in a while. It's its own expression. And that, that can be fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's a complicated thing. I hear you a bit, though, on the oppression side of it. It can also be freeing to make the choice for yourself. Mm-hmm, for sure. Katie Nash is a makeup artist and friends with Jenny, who actually was the one who suggested that Katie answer an open call that Patty put out for a Julie Andrews-themed video shoot. It was kind of like a little bit of blind faith, like we've never met each other and we're just going to collaborate on this fun creative project. And I was... You know, I just had one stipulation that Jenny, who had tipped me off and like she'd been the one that I, you know, discovered Patty through. I was like, well, she needs to come along. So she came along as like production assistant and brought trail snacks. And we literally did his makeup on a park bench up on Mount Tam and then kind of hiked in and and filmed this video. So that was the rest has been history. It's just we've become friends and team mates and there's also a theme of reaching out of your comfort zone for the Patty team. Here's Katie. It's been a lot of like growth and introspection and questioning on my part because the beauty industry is is such a, a weird world and it's easy to get caught up in some of these standards that are just completely imposed. You know, they, they're, you know, these like kind of ideal beauty standards and particularly like as a woman. And so it's been really fun and interesting journey to explore the masculine and the feminine in the makeup world. Before that, my experience was pretty much mostly with women and female clients. 
And even we did this look for the Tony Awards that Wynne was asked to attend. It was the it was a play on Botticelli's The Birth of Venus, but we called it The Birth of Sheenus. And if you have a chance to look at that look, it's incredible. And this designer, Zero Waste Daniel in New York, created this gown that like mimics the painting. And then we created this really androgynous look, but with full drag makeup. And it was definitely a play on the masculine and the feminine. And it's super fun as a as a makeup artist to really question, like as I'm doing makeup, I'm like, oh, okay, well, we want this to have more of a masculine feel. Well, what does that actually mean? You know, what does that mean to me? Or what does that mean to someone? And does that have to mean that? It's just like, I think of really, I think it's important to question those things. And Patty is definitely doing that. And it's been amazing. We've played with looks that are more traditional drag. We've played with looks that are more understated. And I think it's been a, a learning experience for for win as well, just in terms of like, how do I want to show up as Patty? And then also just like seeing yourself in a different form that may be more feminine, maybe more masculine. Like there's, there's a lot of self-realization and growth that comes from that, I think. Okay, so I'm going to refer to my questions because I was like... I love questions. <laughs> I've gotten off track. No, this is great. Way. This is great. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is like a really broad question, but it obviously relates back to She Explores. So um, what for you does it mean to embrace femininity in the outdoors? Wow. Um, it's a big question. It's a beautiful question. Um... I mean, it means everything. Patty would be nothing without the expression of femininity. I think that like, my life experience before Patty, like BP and then AP, like before Patty, <laughs> after Patty, before Patty is like, there are so many things I was doing in my life as a gay male that were so toxic and overly masculine and I didn't even know it. And a, one of the big things of, that was like going to nature or to the outdoors as a space to flex your masculinity, as a space to be outdoorsy, as a space to conquer or to be in control of. And with Patty, like all that's been checked at the door and femininity and beauty and rhythm and expression and emotion has come of that. So that's really beautiful to me. And now with Patty, like mixing up, taking elements from masculinity and femininity feels very important to me because I don't think that it, like in my daily life, I totally present with super feminine characteristics all the time. So I think there is like a masculinity to represent in my drag as well. Also because I just don't really like the categories of like masculine traits or feminine traits either because if anything, I found more women in the outdoors the carry traits that, that are from both, and I find men that carry both too. So I think that I just don't like the binary, but I've only grown up with the binary before this past year. So like I have to undo that a lot in my own mind, you know? Because mm. like is strength a masculine or feminine quality? Like why are we trying to gender that? But I think in my head, because of the way I was raised, like I view that as like a traditionally masculine or male quality when really it's like, who are the most strong people on this earth than like ballet dancers who are 
literally embracing the most like graceful, beautiful, but also powerful and like strength there is. So it's weird. It's like a, it's a weird dichotomy to me. Yeah. Still figuring it out. (laughs) (laughs) Gwen and Patty are still evolving, but know that the outdoors is a place where they feel best expressing themselves. I think I'm just learning at the end of the day that it's important to always embrace all sides of you no matter what. And all sides exist beyond like femininity and masculinity and all sides in between because that's beautiful. And I think that nature and the outdoors is a space where you can truly do that or I have learned is the space that I feel like I can truly do that. And that feels important to me. And I feel like the outdoors and mother nature doesn't judge me. It just lets me be me. We'll hear more from the Patagonia team after this. Scents are powerful and they immediately trigger a detailed memory or emotion. We're back with Peak Sense founder Deanne Tracy. Peak Sense makes gentle, plant-based skincare products to help everyone look and feel their best, indoors and out. Deanne talks about the power of drawing scents from nature to connect you to a place. This is particularly true of their Wandering the West collection. They are scents that are from this area of the desert southwest. I'm definitely drawn to just clean, pure, earthy scents, like the smell of the creosote after a warm desert rain. Um, and that's captured in our Wandering the West Juniper and Vetiver Balm. It's just got, has a very earthy, sensual, grounding scent to it. And then there's the high mountain streams that are surrounded by tall pines, Douglas firs, and aspen trees, and just that clean, crisp, refreshing smell. We've worked with that in our pinion pine mist and balm. It takes you to these places in nature. Get 20% off your first purchase by heading to peaksense.com and using code EXPLORE20 at checkout. That's P-E-A-K-S-C-E-N-T-S dot com and code EXPLORE20 at checkout to get 20% off your first purchase of any PeakSense plant-based skincare products. We talk a lot about the mind-body connection we feel in the outdoors on this show, but it's always good to be open about all the other ways we can prioritize our mental health, including seeing a therapist. And BetterHelp is a great way to connect from anywhere with a licensed professional therapist who specializes in depression, LGBTQ matters, anger, grief, self-esteem, anxiety, and more. If there's something on your mind, BetterHelp will assess your needs, match you with a therapist, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. Earlier this year, I used BetterHelp to address the way both anxiety and depression keep me from creating healthy boundaries and from the joy that I could be experiencing. And four months and counting into this pandemic, I realized that I have a whole lot more work to do. So I signed up again this week. BetterHelp is convenient and more affordable than traditional online counseling. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com explore. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash explore. We're back. I am not the best Utah. Utah? You know better than Not I the best local to Utah. Uh, 
and I need to still need to I've I've done a lot better the last couple years but be more of a tourist in your own hometown and just explore the places that you're from before the break we heard from Jenny Katie and Wynn about how Patty has challenged their notions of gender expression this is Dana who gave us the whole intro to the team at the start of the episode But yeah, I'm from Utah, and I've been skiing once in my entire life. (laughs) And I've been to a lot of the national parks, but not all of them. Dana grew up near Salt Lake City in Utah and connected with Wynn through the wedding photography world. While Wynn feels most himself outside, Dana's just finding her footing, which is pretty cool, too. I I definitely have, have... done outdoor things, but there's such like that stigma behind being outdoorsy, quote unquote outdoorsy, that you feel like if you don't hit those certain markers, you're not outdoorsy. But I I love going outside. I love, you know, exploring local places. But before this, I wasn't truly someone that sought going outside on a regular basis. And so it's been really nice to have this be more of my lifestyle and be kind of reminded of how beautiful that is and to experience it in new ways. I mean, with Patty, it truly is a big part of Patty's mission to make the outdoors approachable and somewhere where everyone feels welcome. So... Yeah, it's been really beautiful to kind of deconstruct that in my own personal life as well. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, like you said, quote unquote, outdoorsy. And I think that's the way I always <laughs> refer to it now. Like, I, that's the way I think about it has to be in air quotes because it's so subjective. And there's also this really tired narrative that I think people are getting away from in terms of like how they identify as outdoorsy or how they define outdoorsy. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of silly, but I I feel like hopefully we're we're learning and it's becoming a lot more accessible, not only physically, but visually to see different kinds of people in the outdoors and and realize that it's, it's for everyone. One of the things that the Patty team has tried to do over the last year and a half has been to model learning and to share that learning, whether it's on the Instagram handle or in their personal lives. I, growing up in Utah, was raised LDS, Mormon. Mm -hmm. And so it has been kind of an interesting intersection there, but it has been so beautiful to myself be opened up to this whole entire world of outdoors and LGBTQ spaces and to be able to bring those conversations home and and open up some beautiful, beautiful conversations with my family and to help kind of open their eyes and, and educate them and just learn together. Wynn also grew up lacking diversity. I grew up in suburbia. Everything is beige. Lincoln, Nebraska, in the middle of like a cornfield. And I love that life, and that life is so good, and I'm so thankful to be from that place. But I did meet a lot of people that were very different than me. And I was, 
I wasn't even out in high school, but I was one of maybe three or four other gay people I knew, whether they were closeted or not. And this Patty journey has showed me how many even different walks of life there are on planet Earth and how many different walks of life there are in the queer community as well. Like, I had never met knowingly a non-binary person until this past year. I'm sure I had before, but I had no idea. So even pronouning is a new thing to me because I got to only view things in the binary coming from my life in the Midwest. And again, like I'm not putting that down. It just wasn't even in my life experience to use they, them pronouns or to even consider pronouns as a thing to be considerate of. So I'm encountering that as well um, in big ways and in big ways that make me feel like I will never know enough. And so like, why even do anything? Or there are just other people who deserve all the mic time in the world. Like why is this white kid from Nebraska who's had every privilege in the world, which I will admit knowingly is, is a huge thing that I look at and, and see in my life is the privilege I have, especially in the queer community and outside in this outdoor industry as well. Like acknowledging privilege has been huge, but then also realizing like, am I the one that needs the mic time? Or like, can we pass it along to other people in creative ways too? The Patty team would never say they have it all figured out when it comes to advocating for people and planet. A big piece of having the privilege that Wynn acknowledges, and that his team holds too, is using it for good. I'm learning it's really important to bring other voices to the table, to try to use it, like Patty's a platform as well, to share what other voices and people have to say, and to use it as like truly a conversation, like a dialogue between people. So yeah, that feels like fun to explore too. What does advocacy look like? Like, how do you approach advocacy online and on the internet and like in your daily life? I think that we can all be advocates. I think that we can all be activists in our own ways, but it's about figuring that journey out for myself very much as win and then applying that very much to like the Patty community as well, you know, because like yeah. I am literally just encountering this stuff too, so. When I was with Wynn and Dana in New York City, they'd recently launched a huge fundraiser for five nonprofits. Sustainable Coastlines Hawaii, Marine Debris Research, Camp Brave Trails, the Children's Home Project, and Alley Forney Center. I'll link them all in the show notes, but they support a range of causes, environmental, LGBTQ youth, kids. Patagonia ended up raising over $100,000, with $20,000 going to each nonprofit. In early June, the Patty team helped raise over $115,000 for six Black-led outdoor nonprofits. Now, I'm the first to say that I can feel jaded by social media sometimes, but the Patty community is real and engaged, and that's really powerful. When I talked with Wynn late last year, he was thinking a lot about what it means to be an advocate. I am just here to figure it out alongside everyone else. And maybe that's figuring it out with, uh, with a different size platform or in different ways or through doing drag in the outdoors, but that's just the way that I'm encountering things, you know? And I think that there's a really kind of crazy dichotomy between like, like where we want to be or also like seeing these perfect, these people who are doing like zero waste perfectly or people that are doing all these things perfectly online and that seems to me when I encounter that like 
well, I can never be that, so it turns me off to that. That might be so great to meet some people where they're at, but I I would want to follow someone who's going to tell me about like when they are failing, what's going through their head, how they're actually like encountering this and also like really struggle with these things or how they're also not necessarily at the point to go all in. Like I felt so much pressure over the past year to like, now that I care about plastics, I need to go vegan and I can't care about the earth unless I do these other three things too. Or like, oh, do you realize all the hidden waste behind even your meal you're eating at this restaurant? And it's like, it's overwhelming. Or I can just start somewhere, you know? Like change is really hard, but starting isn't, you know? And I think that that is a th- just a theme that's run true and true and true is like, I'm just gonna try. I'm probably gonna fail a lot. I'm just gonna try again. Like, I'm just gonna figure it out. There will be mountaintops, there will be valley lows, like, but, uh, but I think that the most important thing is just to know, one, what you stand for. Like the enemy is indifference to me. And the second thing is to, is to really just be honest with yourself. Like be honest with yourself all the time. And the more you can kind of do those two things, I think that you can really allow yourself to like mess up and give yourself grace, which is like something that I don't think we do enough either, so. Are there any examples of like times that the Patty community or followers have constructively helped you course correct? All the time, like Patty's DM inbox is truly a like beautiful place for people to bring their ideas and their knowledge to the table. It's crazy because I wish I could just share it all all the time and I really want to and I want to find out more ways to truly do that. Like, I don't know if you've seen the guides I make, but trying to do like like user generated guides that I can release uh, through through our platform could be a really beautiful thing. But knowledge is everywhere in this community and people know so much about the most interesting things. And I love learning and realizing like how far I have to go, but also like I love constructive feedback. I think that's a really beautiful thing. So especially that someone took the time to do that. I think the journey with Patty has shown me how important it is to pass the mic and how important it is to do that in really creative ways. I think one of the biggest ways is just in like realizing how much like equity is important. Every like there's nothing that I can make that doesn't involve other people like truly unless I'm sitting there and just like Instagramming a selfie, like someone's taking a photo of me, someone's taking a video of me, someone is spending their hours of their time to edit this video for me or to also co-lead this group hike with me or on the behind the scenes on like my team, the countless hours it's, it takes Dana and Jenny and Katie to, to do the things they do so well so that I can do the thing I do so well. So I think what I'm learning is that we all have superpowers and how do I choose to like value that when it comes time to like publish content, to pass the mic to them directly to do a story takeover or to help co-author a guide with me. If you head to the Patagonia Instagram, you'll see that the team has followed through on their goal of creating guides in collaboration with the folks who are experts. These include guides on practicing pronouns and whiteness in the outdoors. One of my favorite things from last year was when Wynn would do these Friday posts where he would highlight, you know, a person that was very inspiring, that was doing real work in whatever community was their community, you know, whether that was, you know, an indigenous person trying to get people out hiking or a differently abled person, you know, getting people out hiking or, you know, a trans person who was, you know, kind of breaking through barriers, rock climbing, uh, Nikki, for instance, that he highlighted last year. And I loved those so much. 
and they've kind of fallen off the wagon a little bit, you know, as we got really busy the last few months. But I want to see more of those. I want to, you know, search for those people and, you know, help them tell their story on, on the Patty account. So I'd like to do more of that. A question that's always worth asking ourselves is how can we pass the mic? How can we use our influence to help educate and uplift and offer opportunity to others? We'll hear more from the Patagonia team after this. Hoka One One produces premium performance footwear and apparel for athletes of all types. Born in the mountains, Hoka shoes were first distinguished by their oversized with the same enhanced cushioning, inherent stability, and problem-solving inspiration to meet the running, walking, fitness, and outdoor needs of a wide variety of users. With a bold and unexpected approach, Hoka empowers athletes of all levels to feel like they can fly. Hoka is also committed to amplifying all voices, and their time-to-fly stories tell the human stories of athletes around the world, including that of Hoka Global Athlete Ambassador Patty Gonia. Patty's story, titled Time to Take Action, explores allyship and how we can learn to be better allies for each other and for Mother Nature, and it will be released on August 5th. To watch it and to follow the rest of the Time to Fly series, visit hokaoneone.com slash time dash to dash fly and follow hokaoneone on Instagram. That's H-O-K-A-O-N-E-O-N-E dot com and follow hokaoneone on Instagram. It's time to fly together. We're back. Of course, like all of us, Sometimes Patty just wants to have fun and has a gift for doing it both in tandem with advocacy as well as purely for fun's sake. It's helped push the team creatively. One of my favorites of their video shorts is satire. In it, Win marries Patty. I think the one that made me laugh the most was the, um, the wedding video. Yes, yes, I love it. Um, fun story. The wedding video, in classic win fashion, he, we were on the phone and he calls me and he's telling me this idea for a video. And he's like, yeah, it's gonna be like total cliche elopement video and a play on like the photography world and how hilarious that is and whatever. But anyways, Patty's gonna get married and wear a dress. And uh, do you think you can make a wedding dress? I wanted to be like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, uh, you mean you want me with my own hands to make something that looks like something that people pay thousands of dollars for? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So <laughs> I went to uh, the fabric store with my mom, who is a very talented seamstress. Yeah. We bought a whole ton of tool. And we made a wedding dress. Oh <laughs> so the wedding dress in the wedding video was made by my mom and I in our basement. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that has been special as well to be able to have that fun creative project with my mom. I, it's interesting, I met when at like a very interesting time where I was feeling a little stuck creatively and I definitely feed off of other people's energy and creative energy and creating with others. 
This is Katie again, who's done makeup for a lot of Patty's special looks. I love how she speaks to the ways the team has helped push each other to grow creatively and try new things. We should all be on the lookout for those people in our lives. I think I just had not had much opportunity to kind of let loose and play, and that's really important to me. And so, you know, as these things sort of kind of come into your life as you need them, this opportunity presented itself. And and I just didn't realize how impactful it would be. And I think it has been – I know that I've been feeling increased creativity and inspiration through the projects that I've done with Patty and also through just in general. I think it's spilled into other parts of my life and I feel this like kind of resurgence of that energy. And I definitely think it's related to the work that we've been doing together. Um, and then, I, you know, I've told Win this, but one of the things that I appreciate the most about him and that I learn from him all the time is this sort of like this fearlessness. And not that it doesn't come up for him, but he is always like learning and putting himself out there in a very authentic way. And he's not afraid to make mistakes. And when he does, he learns from them and he moves forward. And I think that 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 is very inspirational to me because sometimes I can either be too much of a perfectionist and not even want to start something if I don't, if I can't see the finish line and know that it's going to turn out a certain way. And then also, you know, you can, I can sort of beat myself up about things that didn't go right or that I didn't do perfectly or like kind of live in the past. And I think that Wynn has been a really great teacher in letting it go and learning from it and moving forward. Reflecting on the last year, Jenny shared something she's grateful for about the Patagonia team. I think I would say that, you know, I'm just really excited by the opportunity to, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's giving me a way to help protect the outdoors, you know, that I've always loved and, you know, it's giving me a new way to help draw people to the outdoors and, you know, people that haven't been there before. And that's all just very meaningful to me. You know, those are things I've done in my life, as I mentioned, kind of on a very small scale. And so to have the opportunity to do that on a bigger scale and impact even more people, um, that's what's got me really excited about working with Patty and the team. Do you have any personal hopes for, for the next year? Like thinking about your work and I mean, not to get too specific if you don't want to, but <laughs> like when you look out ahead to twice the age of Patty. <laughs> twice the age of Patty. <gasps> really great and really hard question. Dana, as we talked about at the start of the show, is a two on the Enneagram chart or a helper. So she admits she's challenged by questions like these. So the questions like that are, are really hard for me because I, I definitely prefer to like focus on other people's projects and things, mm -hmm. which is really great for Patty life because I just am like, yeah, let's do it. I'll give all my energy to that. <laughs> Sounds really healthy, right? <laughs> but um, I... It, it's difficult because there are things like this with 
the social media age that we're in and the gig economy that we're in, that it's easy to see other things that kind of come to life and then they have their little flicker moment and then they're gone and the next thing comes along. And so it is not impossible that this is one of those things. But I do know that who win is and who our team is and the way that we think and work together, if anything, can have a long life effect Mm. and truly grow Patty into retirement. (laughs) I think our team would be the people to do that. And I, and I truly hope that that does happen because I think there is so much more left to do. I want to wrap up this episode with an evergreen prompt from Wynn about building community. Something I want to like say at this point for anyone listening is that like what I have learned is if there is something you want to see in the outdoor space or in the outdoor community, make it. Because there are people out there that are just waiting for that to happen. Truly, I think the biggest thing I've learned with this journey with Patty as a community is that like, I didn't form this community. This community already existed. People just didn't have a little fire to gather around. So if I can be that little fire, that's beautiful and that's great. I also don't want to overvalue that because there are so many people building little fires and their life as well. And I just don't, I don't mean for people to like go and create like an Instagram account that's for whatever. It just, just could be like, is there a group of people you think could enjoy the outdoors together in some way? What's a way we, you can get them together? Like what's, what is something that you could combine two worlds you love into one thing? Thank you so much to Wynn, Dana, Jenny, and Katie for taking the time to talk. Follow along with Patagonia on Instagram at Patagonia. I'll also link the nonprofits they've supported over the past year, as well as some of the videos we talked about. Thanks to our sponsors, Hoka One One, Peak Sense, and BetterHelp. You can find She Explores on social media, our website, and wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find me on Instagram at Gail Straub. If you enjoy listening, there are different ways to support us. You can subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. And if you'd like to connect, join us in the She Explores podcast Facebook group. Ad music in this episode is by Lee Rosevere and Swelling using a Creative Commons attributions license. Additional music licensed through Musicbed. She Explores is a production of Ravel Media, released on Wednesdays. Until next week.